1: Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me Allison Rosen and I am sitting here with the one and only Ryan Sickler from the Crab Feast podcast. Hello.
2: Hello Allison Rosen. It's
1: exciting to have you on.
2: You have no idea how excited I am to be
1: here. There's a lot of excitement in the air. I bet the listeners are excited that you're here too. You think? You have a lot of fans. We do
2: have, very we have good, a very good have a very devoted fans. following. We do. Crab Feast fans are great.
1: So, you don't he, fuck
0: the Crab Feast.
2: 5 stars.
1: Is that an inside joke? it is <laughs> is it actually it is oh, well, there you go.
0: I meant to wear my f t c
1: f shirt forgot Gary oh forgot. right like like Primus sucks
2: it all came about because uh, i'm i'm sorry to derail quickly Please because I said if you want to help the podcast, just go on iTunes and write a review and then quickly realizing the world we live in I said write a positive review <laughs> don't say fuck the crab feast yeah. and then be like five stars and then it just took on a life of its own like people wish us you know awful things and then five star reviewers
1: have you note know, or have you had the alternate happen which is someone writes a really nice review but clicks one star
3: yes. and I,
1: <laughs> see, I think that what happens is they think that the thing to the left is the most or something
2: yeah. we get that for like uh you know i really really you know i went through uh, uh my mother's passing right. and uh, you were the only thing i listened to two stars why the fuck would you give us two stars Right. why not just you know three four five
1: i really yeah. think that they think that the thing on the left side is better I,
2: yeah it has to be
1: but so let's talk about the huge news in your life you just had a baby
2: we just had a baby like yes. how recent uh a week ago on tuesday
1: Congratulations! Thank you
2: very much. Girl, Super excited. Boy it's a name? little girl. Little girl named Stella Irwin Sickler. Gave her my father's first name as her middle name. Aww. Um, And she's, you know, of course, everyone thinks their kid's beautiful, but she's a beautiful little tiny cute thing, and it's all—it's been fantastic so far.
1: Yeah. How has it been being a father so far?
2: It's been a lot of self-realization like I sit next to um Donna is her name my fiance we're living in sin um <laughs> she and I just marvel at her like what she's doing with her body and every I'm like and not upset about it not not you know just this has to be done this is her I have a stepson so this is her second but he's 11 and every nurse would say uh, says, oh well, it's like you're starting all over again she's like yeah it kind of is so um I'm just doing everything else Everything else, whatever it is, dinner, laundry, uh, whatever it is that isn't involving feeding and taking care of the baby, I step in, I step in and change and all that stuff. But I look at that and I'm like, I yeah, there's no way we could ever do that. It's the nursing.
1: Are you talking specifically about that?
2: Nursing and and just the you know understanding what each cry is right you know what i mean i'm just thinking like i'm like what is is that hunger is that i'm wet is that you know what is that when she's like i know what that is and bang 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 i'm like god
1: damn that's impressive that she knows i didn't know that you know i don't think my mom knew no my hunch is maybe no i mean she's had
2: one so and that was what i told her one of the most sexiest things about her to me was the mother she is like we went and swam one day and then rode bikes and everything and as i'm riding bikes with her and her son i was like I, I never rode bikes with my mom. Like, I don't even know if my mom knows how to ride a bike. She doesn't and then know how to you were swim. turned on by that. And then I was like, wow, <laughs> you're that makes you, the level of uh, beauty is just, it just shot through the roof. And I was like, that's someone I could have kids with. Oh. Yeah.
1: How long have you guys been together?
2: Well, we were together for two years, and then we were apart for two years, and we've been back together for two years now, I think it is.
1: I have to say, it's always weird when I interview someone who I know... I like. I know your fans have probably heard most of your stories. So then I'm like, well, I don't want to re- make you repeat stuff that people already know. At the same time, I think that my fans who or people who might not be familiar with you don't know. So I'm going to ask you, with the awareness that I f- I might be trotting well trod territory, but for me it's new. No problem. So here we go.
2: I'll. I'll. Anything you'd like.
1: Okay. Um. So what happened for the two years that you were not together?
2: What? How did I occupy myself? Like, what do you mean? What happened? Why did you guys break up? How did uh, it end? Yeah. Um, she wanted to end. She sort of, uh, I don't know. She got freaked out, I think. And she bailed and that was it. And th- I'd never even thought it was going to come back again. I've never even gotten back into, I've never done You've that never before. you never that. No. Have you ever done that? Am I allowed to ask you that?
1: Oh yeah. You can ask me anything. Um, no, not like that. I've done the thing where you hook up with an ex and then you get your heart broken again. Yeah. Or the other person does. I feel like usually it was me, but no, I've never actually rekindled a relationship and it worked.
2: Yeah, this one uh I you know, I don't know everything it it happens the way it happens obviously for a reason but um yeah, it was she bailed, she was freaked out disapp- and for me that also was the first time I'd lost two people in a relationship because her son and I were right. so close and that I'd never experienced anything like that. So, um you know, when we got back together I wasn't sure about it. I took my time. Like, it took a while. And then even beyond that, I didn't want to see your son again because I just didn't want to put either of us through that. And when it was finally time for me to see him, um, I just snuck in while he was in the shower. And I sat at the table and I was shuffling a deck of Uno cards. And he walked out. and I was like, are we going to ever finish this game? And he was crying. <laughs> and he was like a ghost. He was scared. And also, he was a couple years older. And at that point, what? Nine. He's starting to get that, like, I don't want to cry in front of people crap. And um, he came over, and he cried, and he gave me a big hug, and then I was, I was totally fine. And then he looked at me, and he goes, I like to think I'm a strong dude. And he goes, you know, I used to play out front by myself, and I would look in every car that passed to see if it was you. And I was like, <laughs> and I just lost it. That's where I lost it. I was like, oh, my God, dude, what are you doing to me right now? Aww. Uh, and it's been awesome ever since.
1: Well, so how did you guys meet? And what was your relationship history before that? Uh,
2: my relationship history was, I would say I was a serial relationship people, a person, people. <laughs> uh, and when I say relationship, I mean three, four years, nothing long. term I, I don't know. Some people, when I've said nothing long term, some people are like, that's long term. And I'm like, ah, I think that might be a relevant term. I'm not sure. But right. uh, I'd say so. And then in between was just, you know, hookups and comfortable Uh, Someone I had a history with, not one night stands. You know what I mean? Oh, so you had a fuck buddy. A roster. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. A fuck buddy or two. Yes.
1: Right. You had fuck buddies on call.
2: Yes. At, At certain times when I wasn't in relationships. But that was always in between the relationships.
1: Was it the same ones?
2: For a while. yeah. But I
1: mean the same, like you're in a relationship for three years and you come back and it's the same person? Sometimes. Did they want a relationship? No. Really? No. So it they were the doing
2: the same thing on the wow. other end. Yeah.
1: I've never had it line up perfectly where both people don't want something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have. I feel like usually one person wants something. Gary?
0: Gary, no, what do I you ne- feel about that? I've never been in that position, but that sounds pretty chill.
1: Kaylin, you're so young.
0: Uh, I haven't either.
1: Okay. Well, you're lucky then.
2: I've been fortunate. I have. And I'm, I'm you know, I be- but I believe highly in being a gentleman. Highly in being a gentleman. And the biggest thing here, I'll, I'll pass this on to you, is make sure that whenever your company comes over, your friend, your la- whatever you want to refer to her as, your place is clean and she feels comfortable and safe. That's the big word, safe.
1: What, do, what does being a gentleman mean to you?
2: That, pretty much that. Making
1: someone feel safe?
2: Well, I think, yeah, and making them, you know, being considerate and uh, being trying to be as open-minded as you can. Like, that's always something I'm trying to work on more and more is trying to like let my opinion of what I think it is you know like all right let me listen to this person really listen to this person
1: is that hard for you
2: um it used to be it's getting better because I didn't have the awareness of it before you know just opinionated and like well other people have them too Mm -hmm. and then I start listening I go
1: god that's a better opinion (laughs) (laughs) what made you start opening up do you think
2: um gosh Uh, you know life I've had uh you know my father died when I was 16. My mom split early. Um, My brothers, I have two brothers. I have a twin brother and a younger brother, fraternal twin. And uh, we raised each other for a while. And then, you know, you just take this anger and this angst and, and this, you know, me against the world chip on your shoulder. And you just, because it's survival, you have nothing and no one to, to really, you know, be there for you. And you get used to that. And then once you get into the real world beyond college and all that, Um, you have to dial it back. And if you don't, then, you know, you just become one of those dudes that's fist fighting in bars. And when he's 46 and who the fuck wants to be that guy, that guy don't want to be that guy.
1: Were you on that path? No,
2: no, I was, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm fortunate. I, I realized it quickly. Like, okay, it can't be like this. So, um, I went to therapy for a while. I believe in it and I love it. And I do too. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, um, that's when I started going, oh, and I would just get just awareness and go, okay,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. I
2: was always open to it. I just needed to, you know, somebody to click the light on in that room, in that room, in that room. In that room. Go, okay, all right, all
1: right, all right, mm-hmm. yeah. You are from Baltimore?
2: I was born in Baltimore, but I grew up in a place called Carroll County, Maryland, right out, out outside the city.
1: What was your childhood like?
2: Um, it was, you know— <sighs> I guess, considering everything we went through, I still say it was it was a good childhood. I remember vividly I feel like if it wasn't a good childhood, I would have blocked a lot of it out, but i didn't I remember a lot of things um, but childhood was up until i think my parents they started getting separated divorced right around third fourth grade that's but up until then, everything was awesome. Everything was big wheels and nice Christmases and you know all the stuff that you look back and you're like.
1: Damn it. <laughs>
2: that stuff.
1: Damn it. What? Like, damn it. I miss that?
2: Yeah, I miss it. We could have had it. You, you know, we had it. Why we let that go? You know, that sort of thing. It was our favorite house. And then once they split, you're, you know, here and there and until it all just finally fell apart completely.
1: How much awareness did you have of them beginning to split and not getting along and all that?
2: You know, uh, a lot. Um f- Kids are a lot more observant and smart than we ever give them credit for. And it was – that's what I'm saying. It was right around third grade. I could see – you could see it. You could feel it. You'd see things you'd never seen before like these arguments and um, fights and uh, just a lot more between them. Um, And then – you know, then all of a sudden the grandparents are coming around more and people are saying shit to you like, you know, we'll tell you when you're older and you're like, oh, some shit's going down. Here. You know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> that but is the going worst. <laughs> is. God,
1: that's that just brought back so much. That's the worst thing to hear when you're kid. You'll under we'll tell you when you're older or you'll understand when you're older.
2: Allison Rosen. That sucks. You're my new best friend, girl. Well, i'm telling you up
1: here right? i'm telling you right now yes. i
2: everyone that ever told me that they're all fucking dead and you know what <laughs> i don't fucking know you never fucking told right. me yes i know. don't ever do that to I your fucking younger brother yes. i need to
1: call my brother because when i was 13 he promised to tell me some stuff when i was older and Find i never cashed now. in <laughs> yes
2: god damn i'm like come on why right. why just yes. tell me now that's when it was uh i realized it and um, my mom just always never like. She's openly admitted to disliking me since I was four. Like she's not. She know,
1: openly admits to that. She's
2: told people that. um wow. Yeah, it's it's you know that's one of the things you go to therapy for, and then right. uh, you find out that through therapy, um, you only need one good one. You only do need one good one, and I had one good one, and then he died at sixteen. I was like,
1: damn it, mm-hmm. all
2: of it. There again, there goes that Christmas again.
1: Um. Were you aware of it? Wait, can you talk more about your mom openly not liking you? Like, did she like the other two?
2: Well, she she still has a relationship with my younger brother. And then my twin brother was, she was 50-50 on him. And she just was like, nah, not so much on you. So, um, but she also didn't have a good relationship with her mom. And her mom adored me, probably because of. And um, I was able to talk to her about it and stuff. So it made me realize a lot more. But then... My when, and that was really, it was just on my mom's side of the family, it was really just her mom and then um, her mom's sister, my aunt Mary, who uh, these are all older Italian women, they're all great aunts and stuff. And um, I was surrounded by them, and I just remember this woman used to just, I mean, she couldn't get over it. Like, mm-hmm. how does that, like, that doesn't, that's not even Mother Nate, like, it doesn't make any sense that you don't like your kids. So, always her favorite, and I would always go by. On like Valentine's Day I'd bring her flowers and stuff. Oh, I mm. love the Aunt Mary. Mary was the shit. She used to have lawn furniture all across the living room because she would refuse to use a walker. <laughs> so she'd stumble to this one and then break <laughs> off over this one and move away to the front door. There's a path of that shit in the house. Well,
1: so that's nice. So you had relatives who were trying to make up for your mom?
2: All of them. All of them were like, Don't listen to her, don't do you know, Did they she were treat all supportive. Yeah. She wasn't like she, outwardly. Yeah. She had no problem with that. Um but they all were supportive. And then my dad and his and, – and that was the important thing for my dad, too, was like, man, look, I know you see what goes on with me and your mom. I know what goes on with you and your mom. But I don't want you to think all women are like this. They're, they're not. They're not. Look at your grandmothers. Look at – you know. and then sort of opened me up to that idea. And I was like, oh. And that was why – like, he started turning lights on. I just was like, let's just keep turning. There can't be there, – I'm sure there's a million more of these fucking light switches here. Let's turn them on.
1: But I mean, sorry to, to
2: no. I probably push ramble on. And off. No, 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 no.
1: It's just that's just so has got to be so hurtful to know that your mom wasn't super into you, it, right? Well, yeah, or certainly have you at gotten the, beyond. It?
2: Certainly at the time, I you know, I, it, it makes you wonder if anyone could ever get beyond it. But I, I do, I have. I mean, well, put it this way, I guess. At the time, to answer your question first, yeah, it's in, you're like, what the? F-? Yeah, you're blown away. You can't even believe it. But as you get older, you know, if if there really is never a relationship anyway, it's not hard to drift away from it. And it ends up becoming something that, you know, you don't think about on your own until it's brought back into your world. It's like when I go home to my brothers, uh, my um, twin brothers, a, a girl and a boy, my niece and my nephew, eight and six, and they're born two years apart. But their birthdays are like within the same week. So before they figure out, hey, I want my own shit, they double up <laughs> on a big birthday party. So my mom will be there and I'll see her and it'll be a hello, hello. And I will never make a scene in front of my niece. It's never, it's not about me, you know, and I will never, never do that. Um, I will tell you, I'll tell you this story. The old, this is funny to me in, in that weird world way. So, uh, excuse me, I decided <laughs> um I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, maybe that I was going to forgive my mom. So I call her up and I say, look, I just want you to know I forgive you. I said to me, love is a strong, positive relationship and hate is a strong, negative relationship. We have we don't have a relationship. Therefore, I can't, you know, hate you. I don't hate you. And I don't think you should walk this earth thinking that one of your children hates you. I really don't even know you. And I said, you know, do you know my favorite food, col-? nothing, silence, silence, silence. And she's like, oh, okay, well, thank you so much. It really means a lot to me and blah, blah, blah. And I hang up and I go to the Dodger game like the next day and I catch a fucking foul ball. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at shit. <laughs> the sun's coming right, up. Right, right. Things are I about totally to change. get it. Change.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then fucking nothing, nothing <laughs> different. No- and I was like, God damn. And But what I did learn in therapy is you can't forgive someone who isn't asking for forgiveness. You're, you're just right. you're making yourself feel better and you're throwing this out there, but it's doing nothing to them if they really don't give a fuck. So I was like, God damn it. I'm so mad at myself that I did that.
1: Oh, you're so. This is turning lights on in my head. You're so right. If the person doesn't realize there's something that they need to be forgiven for, that's the first step.
2: That's the first step. Otherwise, for them. Yeah. For them. Yes. They right. have to go. You know what, I was a shitty parent. I was a shitty husband. I was a whatever the fuck I was, yeah, right. until you get that, there is no there's yeah, no can't... even talking to them. just a hey thanks, appreciate it,
1: but do you think in yourself <clears throat> you you can forgive them or you should strive to forgive them just so you don't walk around angry?
2: Yes, and that is exactly what I was talking about, how it manifested, and I was like, "Can't be that. you just can't you know, and the other thing I learned too is like here I'm sitting and stewing on whatever they're not even they don't you're not even a blip on their radar so who's this really affecting it's affecting you and that took me a while to be like oh yeah so i've been able to let like a lot of stuff go i still have uh um you know certain things trigger like i'm big on principle even if it's like if i'm at the soda machine at the gas station like give me the dollar (laughs) just give me the fucking dollar i'll never get gas here again i'll never get gas Mm -hmm. here again that's the
1: yeah i'm big on injustice I think that's the same. I would call that the and injustice. Same. Yes. And it's like, those are some of the most ridiculous. Cause it's like, for me, when something like that <coughs> affects me, it's like my whole body lights up like, no, oh, this is just yes. like that thing where you find out someone's upset with you. And so then you're super upset with them. And I'm only upset with them because they're upset with me because, <laughs> the, you know, the injustice like that's such a, it's sort of an immature way to go through life. I would like to work on that, but it's, it's just something that's a trigger for me.
2: It's a young way to think. Yes it is. Yeah. It certainly is.
1: So, how did your mom treat you growing up?
2: Um, she just was, you know, she was cold, she was just verbally abusive nonstop. She hit me. I talk about uh, do you remember Transformers back when they first came out the toys and then yeah. they had this like sec like a JV called GoBots. Do you remember mm-hmm. GoBots? Okay. I do. GoBots. My I remember like my mother Uh, The first time was seventh grade and she was on the, this is back on landlines and I'm talking to her and I wanted to go somewhere and she would just, nope, because I said so. That's why you cannot go out and play. I said so. I'm like, so my younger brother gets on the phone in the living room. He picks up, he starts talking, asking her some shit or whatever. And I say again, like, can I just go? And she's like, you cannot go. And I hear the phone hang up and I go, bitch. And I hear her go, thought I hung up, huh? And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> and it was my brother that hung up and she came home with that GoBots lunchbox. And I was like, Can we please transform that fucking thing into like padded? You know, uh, she gave it to me that
1: day. With a lunchbox. The
2: lunchbox. My mom was aggressive. Um she was just I mean, she was not nice. You know, she would she would tell you she hated you. She would say shit like that to you. And you're not gonna you're gonna grow up to be nothing and all that. But but the whole time you have the entire other team, and when I say entire, I literally mean everyone else from cousins and great aunts all saying no to that. So you just have this one person, and you do get it. You do, that message absolutely comes across where you're like, alright, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ignore this, but eventually, yeah, I got to be bigger, and I got to be stronger, and I rem- it was all seventh grades when everything really started to change because, um... I remember she came in one time, there were like some plastic mugs in the kitchen sink and she just took one and she threw it. I mean, this shit shot right here by my head and I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, I-, I told you not to keep cups in the sink. And I'd just been playing Little League for a while now and my fastball started coming. I took that fucking thing and hummed it back by like near so she knew. And I was like, uh-huh, that's going on now. she's
1: <laughs> like, okay, all right,
2: some things are about to change a little bit. And I was like, we're not going to be throwing cups at anybody anymore.
1: Did she – was she functioning in her life? I mean – or was there – was she someone that had a lot of chaos around her? No,
2: she had chaos. She – you know, and obviously you're a child, so you really don't know. You can only listen to what your grandparents tell you. But prior to having us, I mean, they were a happy couple. My dad was in the Navy in Vietnam. My grandma would say all the time she was at her house crying, like, I miss him, I miss him. Then they had kids – You know, I don't know. Like, I wish my dad was around because I would love to ask him some questions, especially being a dad now. Um, I'd love to know, like, what the fuck? Like, what were you going through when you heard you were having twins? Like, right right now, when it's funny to me that when we went and got our ultrasound, they were like, okay, only one heartbeat. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even consider two or more heartbeats. Holy shit. So I was fortunate for that. But to be that young and to be having two at the same time. How old were they? Well... He was uh twenty like six somewhere around there I'd say it's yeah, it's about right twenty six twenty seven um and then two at the same time, and then my younger brothers almost not quite four years, three and a half years, three something like that uh so they waited, but um you know, I don't know anything about all I know is they seemed the quote unquote the perfect couple up until this whole thing, and she was a stay at home mom. Um, her mom, who was full Italian, lived with us. Used to smoke in her like, <laughs> dining room and shit. And I loved her. And she, her, so Aunt Mary, who I mentioned before, was her sister. And they used to have this system. on. The, they spoke Italian in the house. And I'm so mad I didn't learn it. Um, but they had a system where they were on these pay plans for their landline. You can only call, like, I don't know, 10 times a month or whatever. And they would have this system where... <laughs> They would call each other, and it would let it ring twice. And then if it didn't ring again, that was me. Call me back. It's your turn. And they would do it back and <laughs> forth so they didn't have to pay. And whatever they didn't want us to know was in Italian. And I'd say from about third grade on, that shit was a lot of Italian. And we right. we made it through fifth grade, and that's when the divorce was final. And then the sixth grade, they split. And then seventh grade, they got back together to try to work it out, and that lasted I mean, not even a year, I don't think, somewhere around there. And then my mom would just split and we'd stay with my dad.
1: Did your mom have a job?
2: Mm. She worked. She was a stay-at-home mom but then started working part-time at this little convenience store um, and then met this guy there, had an affair with that guy, and that's what ended their marriage. Mm. Um, and But the weird thing to me about all of it, and I, I p- talked about this uh, with people, is that it's it's – Unfortunately, it's not a big deal these days for people to have a divorce, but it is weird to also leave your family. You know what I mean? Your kids and stuff like that's where it gets weird,
1: which is what your mom did. Yeah. Yeah. So your dad got custody. Like she, did she even try to get custody?
2: Well, they went to court and, um, they had a, a judge, a lady and, uh, my mom said, I want my youngest son and my you know technically oldest son he's four minutes older than me if can come with me if he wants but i don't want ryan were you there no i purposely didn't go i went to the beach with my friends my dad was like i don't even want you to come we we, i mean that was no shock to anyone you know what i mean and the judge asked my dad and my dad said well i want all of my kids and i don't know what you're going to decide but if you do give them to her I think they should all be together because I think that's best for them as much as I don't want that. And the woman said in all her years she had never heard anything like it. Gave my dad full custody. It's 1989. And made my mom pay him child support. Boom.
1: I feel so happy hearing that. I I shouldn't even take any – I shouldn't feel any happiness about this really sad story, but – that's like a triumphant. That was moment. a good one. Yeah,
2: that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I don't even hear that now. I mean, I don't know. I don't no. research it, but I can't imagine that's a popular opinion.
1: I don't think so. My understanding is that the it just automatically the mother always got custody right. in the day. Yep. Right.
2: But I guess if you say uh, this one, yeah, eh, I don't right. know about if you that show one. Yeah. Now nah, on and that one, then yeah. So we live with my dad and. Um, you know he worked nonstop and then um he had ended up having a heart attack and then that's when everything just changed
1: and that's when you were 16 yep and did you drive him to the hospital
2: i did and yeah. what happened um so I don't know why, but the night before, he was just going to um, a doctor's appointment that day, a, a cardiologist appointment, not even to Did the hospital. Did he
1: know he had a heart condition?
2: Yes. He he knew, like, um, something was going on. They wanted to check him, and they were giving him some medication. So he was going back, I believe, for just, like, a follow-up to see what was happening. Mm. Um, And the night before, he came to me, and we had school. It was during the week, and he said, I want you to drive me to the hospital. And I was like, okay. And I don't know why he picked me or anything, but... I honestly hated missing school as much as I didn't like school. I hated makeup work more. I just didn't like not being knowing what the fuck was going on, right. you know. So, um, I took him and we were picking up my grandmother on the way his mom and she didn't drive. So, I'm driving. I'm 16. I'm just learning how to drive. He's in the passenger seat and she's sitting in the back of this little Honda Civic. And we drive to the, the doctor, and it's right next to Johns Hopkins Hospital in in Baltimore. And the doctor says, you're having a heart attack right now. And that's when I learned what a heart attack was. Because up until then, I always thought a heart attack was
1: when you over. clutch
2: my chest, drop. Right. I didn't realize the symptoms of a heart attack means you're having a fucking heart attack.
1: Yeah, it's a whole... I, my dad yes. had a heart attack, too. He um, did? He lived. Okay. But... I was there for it all. And yeah, that's, I, I learned as well. It's like a whole, I think they call it an event. But yes. It's like, it's a long, it can be long. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, which kind of makes sense. Cause if a birth can take a while, I guess a death should at least take some fucking time. <laughs> right. Uh, but we, so we went and they said, okay, you're having a heart attack right now. I've already called the hospital. They're going to be out front with a wheelchair waiting, you know, drive him over. So of course my grandma, this is her son. She's freaking out. I'm 60. I just learned how to drive. I'm in a stick shift in the city He's up in the front, and he's now having crazy chest pains. And we, was
1: he like sweating and yeah, he's whole, yeah, whole bit.
2: and um, his blood pressure was crazy. And the doctor's like, "Go over there now." So um, I go around. The, <laughs> it's crazy
1: I, that the doctor's like, "You child, drive." Thank you. you drive your dad I, over. I, I, in this we, even really my grandma scary was like, situation. "Can we call an ambulance?" Yeah. Like
2: by the time they get here right, and everything, well, you will be over there. It's two blocks away. Yeah. And we're like." Fuck. So I go around the block, and um, there's, I'm at a left turn. And my dad's like, it's not this left. It's the next left. I'm like, pretty sure it's this left. And he's like, <laughs> it's not this left. It's the next left. I'm like, Dad, it's this left. I know it is. We've been here before. He's like, Ryan, it's not this left. I go, it's this left. And my grandma's like, just listen to your father. I'm like, it's this left. And he's like, fine, make the left. And I make the left and it's not that fucking left and my dad is pounding on the dashboard i was like fuck i was like dad i'm so sorry and my grandma was like why why'd you do it i'm like i have a problem with authority i really thought this was the day i left so i had to go back around and then they took him in and they got him in and then um admitted him and set him all up and then you know you got to call everybody like holy shit dad had a heart attack and so uh, my brothers are stuck at home. I've got the car, you know, and, but I do have another brother that can drive. We just don't have another car cause he's the same age. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just remember seeing him hooked up on the tubes and everything. I was like, Jesus. And then he, they let him out for Thanksgiving weekend. How and long
1: was he in the hospital?
2: I don't remember how long, but it wasn't long. I've, I, a week, maybe it wasn't crazy long, um, and then it was Thanksgiving weekend, and we stayed at my aunt's house uh my grandmother's sister uh aunt marguerite in in Highlandtown in Baltimore and then went back to our place uh on sunday and that night um he went to he i remember I, for, I went to bed and I looked back at him and he was laying on like the love seat watching t v and then we woke up in the morning, and my younger brother had gone to the bathroom when he walked by. He saw my dad sort of like laying in his bed and out of his bed. He's like, I don't think dad's breathing. We went in. And he's gone. Ah. He had died somewhere in the middle of the night. Mm. Yep.
1: So you saw him. You, you were part of the crew that found him.
2: I Yeah, I closed his eyes. That ah. was it. Yeah, he was... Ha- what it looks like is that he was went to sit on his bed and lay down, but he must have just had a massive heart attack and fell back. So he was sort of sitting and laying like that. Um, and then, yeah, then it gets... Super crazy after that. You know, that's the one that cared. So then you end up having to go. Right, so
1: who who was your caretaker after that?
2: Well, my his mom came and stayed with us from, it was November to February before, like, you know, all the legal paperwork of property and this and that and all that shit was taken care of. So she stayed with us. And then from that point on, we had a decision. And it was we could go live with my grandmother um, and change high schools. When the only thing we had at that moment, we all played sports, so we knew everybody was our friends. And we're like, no, we're going to do this. So we live with my mother in a little two-bedroom apartment. Me, it, it kind of puts us cramp a little bit on your date in, in high mm-hmm. school when you and your brothers, all three, share one bedroom. Like we were in a twin bed and a bunk bed. And... um we lived there, and uh, she would just leave. She would go stay at her boyfriend's. Your mother would. Yeah, Monday to— Was
1: she—I a- don't even know why I'm going to ask this. Was she any ni- <laughs> any nicer to you?
2: No. I not think she Well, would be. not being there, yes, but you know what I mean? But like this, I,
1: But the fact that you guys had just lost this loving force in your life didn't uh, didn't melt her heart at all.
2: You would think, you'd hope, you'd maybe— you would,
1: but I figure yeah, it doesn't really— um, In real life, people don't change that much.
2: After all of that. Here are these three – even if they're not your children, you would be like, here are these three there children. Be
1: some charity in your heart, yeah. You know,
2: where is it in you? And it was just like, nope. So it was Monday to Sunday. She'd come back Sunday, do some laundry, whatever, and then see you later again. We were responsible for getting ourselves to school, for food, for all of that. And the way we got through that was, I mean – all my, I still talk to a ton of friends from middle school and high school. We were so close through all that, and they were there for us. We would have never made it if it wasn't for that ever. And their parents knew we were good mm-hmm. kids. I mean, we'd gotten a normal bit of trouble, but nothing ever crazy. Um, and they would let their kids spend the night on school nights, and they knew they knew, if the school if you weren't in school, they'd call you anyway. So they knew we would go. Um, and I asked them all now, they all have kids now. And I'm like, uh, would you ever let your kids? They're like, nope. No, I would not. No, I would not. But they did. And I'm so grateful that they did because um, it, it made the difference. It totally made the difference. It took our mind off of all of it, you know.
1: Um, Were you at all, ups- like, are you upset that the hospital let your dad out? Because if that had happened at the hospital, would it have gone down differently? Like, because I I could imagine, although not if I were a child at the time, but I could imagine thinking, what? I thought you let him out because he was going to be okay. What the fuck?
2: Um, That's an interesting question. It's actually been asked before within the family. Like, I wonder. Um, And I don't know. I mean, there's two sides to it. Maybe, Maybe they knew. And instead of letting him be there, it was Thanksgiving and said, just go, you know, be with your family. Yeah. Or, but I do remember having conversations about what he wasn't going to be able to do up until he was able to get back to work and all that stuff. Um. And I just, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, it's been asked before, like, hey, do you think they let him out too early or what? And, I mean, I yeah, I mean, certainly I say, thought about it, but who's to say? I, it depends
1: what they were doing, sure. too. Because I know with... With my dad, they did – they put some – I think it's called TPA or TCP or some chemical. When he was having the heart attack, they, like – the first thing they did was some chemical to break up the clot. But I, my understanding is that was, like, a pretty new thing. So I mean, they might not have had that when your dad had his yeah. heart attack.
2: I've talked to – actually, Todd Glass had a heart attack. Right. And we talked about this. I think his dad did, too. and. Just if the medication today was available back then and, and really, you know, studied enough, uh, they'd still be here for that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do
1: you worry about your own health?
2: I, I do, but I'm, I'm religious with dentist and doctor every six months. I go twice a year. And I've been on um, blood pressure medication uh, and cholesterol. I say blood pressure. Blood pressure and cholesterol medication since, like, mid-20s. Um, it nonstop runs in my family. Everyone. And, um, you know, they want to check your blood, make sure that, you know, you're it's not affecting your kidneys and all that. And I go get an EKG. I do all that stuff. There's because a lot of my family, too, is old school Italian. And they have that philosophy that doctors don't know what the fuck they're talking about. (laughs) And I'm like, they know what the fuck they're talking about. They know know more
1: than the (laughs) non-doctors probably. You showed them. You showed
2: them. So, yeah, I listen to my doctor and I I've. You know, I already know what the alternative is, yeah. so why not fucking listen to the guy? So, yeah, I'm on board.
1: So, that's crazy that you guys were suddenly basically raising yourselves. Very Party Five. And none of you... <laughs> yeah. But it sounds like none of you acted out.
2: I mean, we certainly acted out. Um, but it, not in a way... Like, we weren't arrested. Um, you know, we, we were smart about it. You know, we there was certainly high school... We definitely high school drinking and all that shit, but we never... You know, we weren't we were we had a place to go like that's all you wanted in high school was a place to go do that shit. Right. And, it, and if you didn't have it, we would do fields. We would, you know, go wherever whose house party here, whose parents away this. You're weekend. Right.
1: That's the whole the whole the thing whole, is just finding like we we sit at a reservoir.
2: Yes, that's right. At the whole place was we have the shit. <sighs> where do we go? Yeah. And then we had the place and it just became we'll go here. It's contained. It's safe. Everyone knows everyone, and um, it ended up just—I it. I mean, on paper, that should have never fucking worked, but it worked. And we were responsible, too. We also didn't—there was no way we were letting our dad go out like, I'm raising these pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't want to be statistics. We mm-hmm. di- We knew we had an opportunity because everyone—excuse me, everyone would have said, oh, well, you know, it's because— and we just didn't want to give anyone the opportunity to say it's just because. You know, that was what really— I think drove us.
1: When you tell the story of losing your dad now, you sound very, um, calm and matter of fact, and obviously it was a long time ago, but did you go through a a phase of just utter devastation? Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when you when you first are in it, you, your heart is racing. Like you're looking at, you know, what could be the end of everything the only thing you wanted to begin with yeah. is right there and it might be over. So you're listening for the life
1: it being the love of your life day. and yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, his life, yeah. Right. And and then you were like, Well, what the fuck's gonna happen to us after that? Um so I, I remember that. I remember that going through my mind, and I remember uh, listening to his heart, but your heart's beating so hard, you don't know whose fucking heart. Or they, you're like, I don't know, I
1: don't know. <laughs> but we're
2: all in there, nine one one, and um, you know, they just they they it, it's it's they make they made a step outside and they closed the curtains, and you could see them, and they can't take them in an ambulance because if they've been gone a while, they have to go in a body bag. So you see that, and it's just a real harsh fucking moment and um i you know again too i give all the credit to my grandmother and her sisters and all these people that loved us because if we did not have that it would we never would have made it never would have because they were just as devastated so obviously it's her son so to then sit and share and and be able to be around that network it, it did make all the difference um but yeah you go through uh, I remember my brother went back in and just laid on him and started crying and said, you know, what's going to happen to us? And I just remember that your saying, younger brother or twin my brother? twin brother. And I was like, we're going to be fine. We're, we're going to be fine. And, and then I went and, you know, screaming and crying. And then you just, you know, you at that point, yeah, you just have to fend for yourself. You don't have there's nothing else at that point. It's like, let's just, you know, get through this. And, um, yeah, I had ups and downs for a while. I went to um, and I started therapy. I know we went to like, I just have vague memories of a family therapy when my parents were splitting that I think was like one or two times bullshit. Mm -hmm. But it did open me up to the idea of, oh, you can go do this. So when I got into that situation where I had to go back and live with this person, which I finally got away from. Mm Um, yeah, that, that was incredibly helpful. And then, you know, I've used it. I, I try not to stay in therapy also. I try to like apply what I've learned for a little, like when they go, I think you could take a break. I'm like, boom, let's go see how well I do. And if I'm back here in six months or, you know, three years, we'll see.
1: Are you in therapy currently?
2: No, no. I'm trying to go by all the stuff I learned
1: about (laughs) myself. Do you do that thing where you imagine if I were in therapy, I bet they would say this. About this. And I always wonder when you do that, how accurate are you? Not you, but how accurate is one when they do that? You know, because oftentimes they oftentimes there will be things they point out that you're like, oh, I hadn't really thought of it that way.
2: Often, too, they say things to me like there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm like, for real, you know, (laughs) because I think sometimes I'm a harder judge on myself than I need to be, which is part of the reason you're probably in therapy. So.
1: So where did you go to college?
2: I started in community college at Catonsville Community College in Baltimore County. And then I, excuse me, I, I, you know, I did not do (laughs) well on my SATs and I don't, I didn't do well at all. I don't remember what I got, but I just Googled recently, um, you can send away for them. So I'm going to send away and see what the hell I got, but it's, it's going to be unimpressive. (laughs) Um, excuse me. And then, um, I graduated there with my AA, I think it was 62 credits, and I transferred finally to a real school, which was Cal State Northridge out here. I always wanted to come to California, and I knew I wanted, yeah, Northridge, (laughs) and I knew I wanted to do comedy, and I just wanted a real reason to be here, so I apply to Northridge, I get in, I'm sleeping at my friend's place, his mom wakes me up, and she says, turn on the TV, and I turn on the TV, I'm leaving this morning to drive to California. You don't have a college. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And boom, Northridge quake hits. And I was like, oh, my God. And everything. And I still came anyway. And I lived in Northridge. And it was one of the scariest six months of my fucking life to feel that earth move like that. It was crazy.
1: Were there – I was I was here for that. And I remember feeling the earthquake. But I can't remember, were there a ton of aftershocks in those six months?
2: Yes, yes, a ton. How damaged was the school? Oh, the school was – Completely dist- destroyed. The whole quads were down. The parking structure was gone. When I first got here, I was homeless for a month and met someone through a friend. Just lived with him for a month and then moved into another place in Northridge. And um, I mean, the storefronts literally like tipped on their face. It was just insane. I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah,
1: it was huge. The freeway was messed up. Oh for yeah, a while. Yeah,
2: that's right. And my first, uh, go ahead.
0: Why'd you choose to stick with Northridge if the school was gone?
2: Well, I, you know, that's a good fucking question. There's been a series of bad decisions I've made in my life, but oh, I, I just. Feel
0: like fe-
1: you did pretty well. <laughs> I would call
0: it questionable, not bad.
2: I like. feel like, uh, I don't know, I still wanted to fucking come. I don't know why. I well, wanted to go to the club. Because wanted to come about. out
1: here, where's well, he going
2: to go sh- otherwise? North Hollywood? I was going to miss a. If um, well, you're a
0: comedy, you get closer to LA where it's not shaking.
2: Well, I just wanted to be able. I didn't have a car. I just wanted to be able to walk to campus. You know, I was fit, literally I was on that shit. And then I moved right across from it. And like, I I literally, I actually had classes under trees on sidewalks in those little trailer pods. And, um, I did a semester there and then I tried to come, I went home for the summer. I tried to come back. I was considered an out of state student and they were trying to get anyone and everyone they could in state to get back in, of course. And they were like, Hey, we'll give you a loan to live here. And I was like, I'm not borrowing money from a college. So I drove back across country. And then I finished at Towson State when I went there. It's now Towson University in, Mar- in Towson, Maryland. Did
1: Amy Schumer? Yes. Yes, she did. And I was like, I know, yeah, I know that. Uh-huh. And so you knew early that you wanted to get into comedy.
2: I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, the first time I did stand up, I was 20. I just tried it. A friend of mine was dating a girl whose dad was owned the club. And he's like, you should just go try it. And I did. And it, and it went well. And I liked it. And I did it a couple of times. And then with all the shit that happened in my life, I had to, you know, college. And I worked. I worked through school and um, I, I wanted to do it when I came back out here, and so I when I finally got back out here, I got into actually the um, groundlings first.
1: Oh, I didn't know you did groundlings. Yeah, I
2: started that. I only went up through their writing lab, but I loved uh, the. I loved going loved the classes, the improv, and the waiting um, list. You know, just to go from level one to two is when I didn't want to stop, and that's when I got back into stand up. I just went and started doing like open mics and bringers and. That was what got me back in.
1: What made you realize that you, I mean, what was the, what, when did the comedy bug infect you? Uh,
2: It was my dad. I mean, it all probably goes back to my dad, I'm sure. But um, I was, I was like nine. um, And there was, (laughs) where are you from originally? Orange County. Okay. We had this thing called um, Super TV. Okay. This is early cable. And honestly, it was the size of like a DVR now, and it had a button you pushed on top. And like after 6 p.m., you got an HBO. I think Playboy even had a channel, but it was super nothing then. It was like tic-tac-toe or some Mm -hmm. shit and a couple other things. And I had come downstairs one night when my dad was watching a movie, and he was in the living room in his recliner, and I was in the hallway, and I could see the TV And I saw kids on the TV, and I thought, oh, well, that has kids. I'm probably allowed to watch this. So I lay there, and then I see Richard Pryor. And it was Bustin' Loose, where he drove the troubled kids. And he made me laugh so hard, I I laughed out loud, and I got caught. My dad was like, get your ass in here. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, sit down. And he said, watch this movie with me. And that (laughs) that was it. That was it. And he, he woke me up out of bed in sixth grade. Uh, to come see Eddie Murphy do Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Like he mm-hmm. was always like, come here, come here, come here, look at this. Uh. Um, the original Nutty Professor, I'll never forget watching him laugh at the, the one moment where his legs are super, or his arms are long and he can scratch his toes from outside the blanket. Like he just thought that was funny as shit back then. So yeah, he's the one that put that in me for sure, for sure.
1: Changing subjects. Possibly awkwardly, do you cook?
2: I cook a little. I grill more than I cook. If, if And now if you consider that the same, then yes.
1: I consider that close enough. But, uh, and can you smell that someone's eating something right now? Yes. Smell wafts from the control. It's Kalen. I can smell it. What are you eating?
0: Chicken tikka masala. Hmm. Ooh. You want to know Trader why? Indian dish. You want to know why he's doing that? I would like we, to know why. We cooked up some burgers from Blue Apron the other night, which you can grill. And we didn't. I was disappointed, but that's uh, That's a good way to go,
1: yeah, actually, in a moment, i'm going to ask you guys about your experience with blue apron ryan i don't know if you know blue apron, but they are perfect for people who are busy or who just find cooking stressful because what they do is they send you everything you need to make a delicious healthy home cooked meal, and they send you all the ingredients and it's all perfectly measured, so you don't like they take all the stress out of cooking and then they also send an ingredient or sorry a recipe card with the directions to make. The meal with these pictures, it's totally broken down. It's super easy. So whether you're a really good cook or whether you're just a novice cook, they make it easy and the meal turns out great. And Gary and Kalen just did this recently. How would it turn out?
0: They get rid of a ton of the cleanup because you don't go buy a bunch of parsley and then you end up with like a shit ton left that you don't need. It's like it's all pre-measured. So it's super easy. And it's like dishes for two. And we, we made some sliders. They were
2: delicious. This and is was, the, like r- I am. I, I'm. Yeah, this is awesome because I was just saying like, I don't know why someone doesn't come out with just like a kibble for humans where you go, e- <laughs> eat this Monday to Saturday just like your pets and then Sunday you get buck wild with it. This is like the next best fucking thing to this that. Is,
1: it's almost like that. It's just nine ninety nine dollars a meal and Blue Apron sends you a refrigerated box with all the high quality ingredients in exact proportions, step-by-step recipe instructions right to your door. Meals are just 500 to 700 calories per serving that you'd never guess it given how delicious they are. They work around your schedule, your dietary preferences, etc. Cooking takes about Half an hour shipping is always free. The menu always features new recipes. You never get the same meal twice on the menu this week. Parmesan crusted chicken with kale, Caesar salad, salmon, Japanese sweet potato, miso, mustard greens, lamb, ragu, rigatoni. They also have vegetarian things like mushroom patty melt, broccoli, rotini, casserole. It's all so good. So you guys can get your first two meals free by going to blueapron.com slash allison. Again, two meals free, blueapron.com slash allison. Okay, so we were talking about your beginnings with comedy and with stand-up, and you do a ton of stand-up now, right?
2: I do a lot of stand-up. Yes, I don't go. I um, I don't do much of the road right now because um, I'm in town working on stuff. But I do do stand-up. Yeah. What are you working on? I'm working on a show with Tom Segura. I
1: like, love Tom Segura. Tom Segura's
2: the best. He and I are working on something right now. Can that's you say li- no? You know, I oh, wish I could, but that's all right. Yeah. That's what I'm working on right now. So that's where my focus is, that and the baby.
1: I was supposed to go on a double date with Tom and Christina and my husband just this past weekend, but then I had to reschedule.
2: I love Tom and Christina. They're the best. I I mean, I knew them before they were together, which is even more awesome. So I'll go way back with both of them, and they're both fantastic people. Your mom's house.
1: Well, I'm going to have to find out from Christina what this secret show is, or I'll just find (laughs) out from you off the mic. I'll tell you after. All right. Let's do Just Me or Everyone.
3: Sometimes I ponder something I have
1: thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Scott Hatherley says, I'm embarrassed when I look at a picture of myself in the company of another person and realize I'm wearing the same shirt. Yes. Yes. All right great
2: i just hate myself in pictures so.
0: i had to get over that because everyone here wears the free shit that we get from the sponsors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like jeremiah weed sponsored us about four years ago the chances of showing, showing up here and having multiple people wearing that shirt i would say are like 60 percent on any given day
1: that's fair no but it's when you wait a minute when you look at a picture of yourself and you're wearing that same shirt
2: in multiple pictures oh yeah. is that right in multiple pictures
1: I think so. I think what she's
0: saying is when – like the person saying is if they look at a picture with a friend and they're wearing the same shirt in the picture as As they are. Yeah. He gets embarrassed. I could see that because a friend thinks you don't have any clothes.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, But however, I've gotten past that. Here's the thing. Basic – I feel as if I should already stop saying what I'm about to say. But on days where I'm doing a podcast, it's like I'm out a couple hours a day. That's not really wearing clothes. You're right. (laughs) So if those clothes pop up the next day <laughs> right. or the day after There's that, wrong so that. be it.
0: <laughs> I didn't sweat. In that. We're in a drought. Come
1: on. I wish I was someone. I wish I loved shopping and I loved clothing. I wish I was like almost all the other women I know. But I'm just I don't have that gene. I just don't care.
2: You don't? No. I just had to go do it for myself and I'm terrible at it. And I just I went to like Banana Republic and Macy's and Nordstrom and then I took like half of it back. I was like, I don't fucking like this. I don't like this. I'm like, damn it.
1: Yeah. I, is I your wife – no, your, your fiance? excuse mm-hmm. me. Is she super into clothes and fashion and all that? She
2: is, uh, but for women's. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, she doesn't give a shit about mine. She's like, I don't care if you wear T-shirts and jeans. It's fine by me. But right. look at these bracelets. <laughs> like, That's
3: good, girl.
1: Star Stuff says, I get cranky and annoyed when someone talks to me through the door while I'm in my bathroom. It's my time to be alone. And it depends So I used to work in a magazine and I remember the editor in chief was in the bathroom and already that's a weird sort of power differential. Like you don't want to run into your boss in the bathroom. And then she was having a conversation with me while I was in the stall and that made me uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. I was was going to say at at home, I'm all right with it. Yeah. At any other place, public, work, stranger, I'm not okay with it.
1: I'm always very aware if it's like a public restroom.
2: You couldn't be more vulnerable. Yeah. You couldn't be more. There's What are you going to do? The first thing you have to do is stand up. That's right. the first thing you have to do if you're going to even defend yourself or anything. you got to exactly. come out of there or something. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, Jay says... Your menu options, excuse me, your menu options have not recently changed. They have been the same for three years. Yes. Why is it that so many um, businesses, it says, listen close, our menu options have changed. They never have changed. Are they just trying to get your attention? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. I have spent so much time on the phone with Time Warner Cable listening oh, to how their menu has fucking changed. God. And their channel lineup has fucking changed. I have to go... I'm done talking on the phone to them. I'm making an appointment with his supervisor in an office, and I'm going to take and sit down. Yeah, I'm going to be like,
1: "Fucking we, I, my tell me what's and going spent on." So much time on the phone it's with Time Warner recently. Yes,
2: two and a half hours the other night. Five people, and every single one of them gave me a different price for the yeah. same package.
1: So our cable bill has recently ballooned. I think because we had some promotions. And they expired, and I wasn't really keeping an eye on everything, except now I'm like, wow, our bill is huge. Yeah. So I've been – for about six months now, I've been like, I should really call them. I should really call – that's how much I don't want to call them. However, our internet keeps going out, so my husband has been on the phone with them. But, of course, that's a different department. And we also have our – we we have a landline that the, through cable. Uh and they sent us a new modem because our internet went out, but that modem doesn't have a phone jack, so we had to get on the phone with them again to ask yeah. them to send the modem, which is like, we don't even need this phone line. Thank but you. We, we got
2: the phone line, too. Because, yeah. It. We were getting it, too, and I finally was like, get this. No. And we took it back, and they're still chart. We're like, we don't have the phone. We right. don't want your phone, but it's cheaper if you have the phone. We don't. No, it's not. And we don't want your goddamn phone.
1: We also had whole house DVR, which we never used even once, so yeah. I just canceled that. But so anyway... He had to go to work, so he passed the call off to me because it was like, you know, the 40th minute of being on the phone with them. So I was like, well, since I'm already on the phone with them, I may as well address this. And I said to them, our bill has gotten, you know, huge. Is Is there anything we can do to change that? And I added, we just... Uh, got the capability to have direct TV because we do, and I'm really disappointed in Time Warner's service, and it's so expensive. I'm thinking about switching to direct TV. Thinking from everything I've read, this right. is supposed to like trigger some massive yeah. savings. <laughs> Isn't, weren't you under that impression that if you tell them you're going to switch? It's worked
2: for me before. That's why I'm, if you're going to say it, something then else. Then he
1: said that right now we still have a promotion and there's absolutely nothing they can do. Really? Yeah. Then and he, I said, that's so when so then, I say
2: give me a supervisor. Oh,
1: that's what I should That's have what done.
2: I say every time. And I, and they're being recorded. And I go, I know this call is being recorded. I I got to the point where I was told the other guy, he kept saying something to me. I go, listen to me. Don't talk. Don't say another thing. Put me on hold. Get me a supervisor.
1: I should have done that. Interestingly, every other time you hang up, you like very quickly get a call from an eight. I don't know. It's not an internet. And number. And they're making number. notes
2: in the computer. It's like, that was Allison Rosen. Right. And she fucking went off they They're getting
1: yeah. a, really <laughs> shortly after you get off the phone with them, you get a spam call asking you to rate their service. This last time we didn't get one. We didn't get one though. So anyway, I just hung up or not hung up. I said, okay, thanks. Goodbye. But you're saying if I had asked for a different person, I could have gotten, it's weird. Cause he was, I didn't have the balls to be like, after finally getting our internet to work to be like, fine. Then I'm we're, then no more time Warner. But I was very tempted
2: Well, think about it like this from a business standpoint. You're going to put your low-level people out there and then just have them say no to everyone. And a certain percentage of people are going to say, all right, they accept a no. So that's your first filter. (laughs) Don't be in that percentage. Just say, I'd like to talk to a supervisor. And then just – and ask them their name too. That make them a little nervous too. And what was your name again? And then just say, okay, I'll wait.
1: So you think that if I key, if I push it, they would They – I'm sure they would I lower the bill. I think a lot of times they'll give balance, you someone else. Yeah. They
0: will and I you will get it. ask for employee ID number too. Yeah. yeah that will get them.
1: Have if you th- done this thing I'm talking about though where you say you're going to switch?
0: Yeah. And, and has it, it worked? Sort of but not as much as just using pure logic. You, They don't – Ultimately, they don't care about losing the one person. Right. But they care about them fucking up and then you telling whoever's above them. Yep. So if you get to a supervisor and then you just fucking hardcore logic fuck that person, eventually... They're going to give you what they want for fear that a smart person is going to call their supervisor and shit all over them.
1: Well, I didn't have logic on my side. I just had my bill as <laughs> gigantic and I don't you know want to pay you that get much. Too, is
2: anger. And they'll throw a fucking yeah. free HBO or some bullshit out and you calm down and you that's go, all awesome, right, so and then you're know you you then you're out Well, see, it.
1: that's – well, actually, I, I could angry. have used the fact that we've spent the majority of this past week on the phone with them. And I'm very – I mean, I wasn't lying when I said we're very dissatisfied with Time Warner right now. feel like that should have been good for a free hbo or something (laughs) this is my mom's skill i don't know how she does it but somehow she could get on the phone with them and by the end they'd be apologizing and giving her hbo for like two Mm -hmm. years and coming to the house to set it up right away whereas i am always i don't get that kind of treatment
2: i um i remember one time i got a, a parking ticket in baltimore city i was in fells point and it was It was just before midnight, 11.50 something or other, and I got this parking ticket, and I paid it, and then um, I don't get my registration in the mail, so I called the DMV, and I was like, hey, you know, my registration didn't come, this lady's like real flip, and she's like, well, it's because you didn't pay that parking ticket, and I was like, what parking ticket are you talking about? (laughs) And she's like, on Sunday, blah, 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 this day and this time, and I was like, Wait a second, I was th- wasn't was there on Sunday, I was there on Saturday, and I paid that ticket. She goes, I see that you paid that ticket, but you got one on Sunday too. And I go, I wasn't even in the city, and if I was, why in the fuck would I drive back and park in the same spot <laughs> right. again? And she's like, well, I'm telling you right now, you have two tickets. And I was like, did someone take one off my window? She goes, I don't know what, the, what they did, maybe they did, but you're still responsible for oh. it. Oh! And I go, I don't understand this. And, and then she, I go, what time did I get that other ticket? <laughs> And then it hit me. So this fucking cop was going down this side of the street. 11.58 p.m. I'm ticketing you. Come back up the other side. Oh, at 12.02 a.m. It's another day. You're still here. Ticket. And I said, wait a minute. Wow. What? She just said they're allowed to ticket you twice in a 24-hour period. So they go bang, bang around oh, midnight so and get she... that double rate. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. And she's like, fuck you. And I'm telling you, I've never she said s- fuck you. Yep. We were wow. going back and forth. Fuck you. Fuck you! I was like, she's like, you calling me a liar? I was like, I'm calling you whatever the fuck you want to be called. Fuck you, lady. And then I hung up and I was like, that is the dumbest shit. I, that was DMV. I'm never getting my shit. Do you know that I got that faster than I've ever gotten anything? Really? Just I feel by like being that woman pops like, that, damn, that felt good. I needed that here, lick <laughs> the get the fucking thing out of here. Yeah. Wow. No, I really don't think by being a dick, I feel like both of us were. Just needed to fucking get that Speaking out. Truth. Yeah. And she was just like, fuck you. She said, you can put your shoes on and walk here and get it. She said, I'll never forget. I hung up and laughed after it. And I, I don't know what she did, but on her end, man, she must have appreciated it because that shit came fast. Wow. Like it was right there. And I was like, huh? Yeah, that one, I, I lost it.
1: Maybe I'll just yell more.
2: You're, you're, you. you are I'm telling you. I got to be me. Yeah, and but, but just ask for the next level. That's all. Right. But to me, in my mind, when I say, let me speak to a supervisor, I only what I mean, I, I never think about really what they mean, but what I mean is, I don't even want to deal with you. Let me talk to someone who can really make a fucking decision.
1: Do you do that right away?
2: No, 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 no. I mean, after I'm frustrated enough, I'm right. not, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You keep talking in circles, and you keep saying the same shit. I'm not yeah. dumb. But, um, but in their mind... You're better off doing it that way, by yeah. the
0: way. You need to... If you just get on the line and start demanding a supervisor, they'll just flip you to the idiot next to them. Yeah. Like, you have to show them that you're logical and that you're smart enough and that you're not going to be fucking double-talked. And then and then if you ask for a supervisor and they're like, well, and they try to keep... You just, no, no. It's yeah. very clear. I would like to speak to a supervisor. And if That's they keep all. going, just, just what Ryan said, please stop talking.
2: Yeah, because what they think is like what Gary said is you're going to report them and get them in trouble. But all I'm doing is saying... You're a moron. Mm-hmm. I would like to talk to someone clearly who has had a promotion within your company and is capable of having this conversation. That's right. all I want. But, yes, they're in fear of you're going to get me fucking fired.
3: Yeah.
1: Jennifer Upstill says, I got the there, 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 and your, your grammar down, but I never know when to use effect or effect. That one I actually know. Effect is a noun. Affect, A-F-F-E-C-T, pronounced the same way as a verb. I think there are some exceptions, though, with that one. But you know what I've really been, been messing up lately in people's names, which is not okay? E.I. Like Chrissy Teigen. It yes. took me 15 tries to get that right on Twitter.
2: She's E.I.?
0: Is that because of the I, I- e. the I.E. rule? I... Th- is she
1: E I or I E? But also no idea, she's either A about. Yeah, it's she's either A N or E N. I messed up the E I <laughs> and I messed up the A N E N. But then Ben Glebe I accidentally put the wrong oh, yeah. Twitter handle today and I had to change it. Um, Tegan is E I. Okay. Yeah, I guess I always on a, in a name I always want to go I E first. But it's we Yeah, maybe it's because of I before E.
0: Yeah.
2: I
1: mean, there. I think Thanks it is, a lot, Rhyme. I, I think it
0: is because I almost made that mistake with Ben at a certain point, and I went and looked.
2: Yeah. I I have farther and further down that one I have because that was a friend of mine tipped me off to that one a long time ago. Oh yeah, so farther is distance. When do you, yeah,
1: when do you use them?
2: And further is time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah I don't but think I, you I don't always think I knew hear that people one. say
2: it's further up the road. Right. Always, and I'm like farther, farther.
1: That's Wait, my, that's farther my one. Is, farther is up. distance, further is time. Right. So you, when would you, when would be the correct usage of further? Hmm. Like that's further Further, away from further down,
2: further uh, in the future. Christmas will be here. Okay. What I don't know how to properly say. No, I get what you're saying. Like let's,
1: yeah, let's let's (laughs) do it further further down the line.
2: Community college. I started in community college.
1: (laughs) J Mos and Bobo says. (laughs) <laughs> when I pump gas, I always try to stop pumping when the amount is exactly a whole dollar amount. I don't. I just let it fill up all the way because I hate getting gas.
2: Okay, but do you then top off?
1: No, I don't. And I never even knew what topping off was. I just knew you weren't supposed to do it until one day I learned and I still don't do it. Maybe I should.
2: I used to try to do the zeros and then I just was like, fuck this. And then I switched. But I do like to top off. If it's close by, I'll be like, let me see if I can get it. And then it rolls to that one you're like,
1: damn it. How much extra can you get in there if you top off?
2: If you let it sit for a minute, you can get you be able to get I I don't know another dollar or some shit. In that. It's probably probably actually counterproductive to force I don't that much gas. Like to do
1: that, and the other thing I don't like to do anymore is when leaving a tip, try to leave like that perfect amount so that you have a whole dollar amount at the end because that's just too much math.
2: No, I, yeah, that's you used to do that.
1: I think like once or twice I tried.
2: <sighs> that's a tough one.
1: Yeah, I thought, yeah. why am I doing this? It's too hard. Kate Inman says. And by the way, how soft has my brain become that that's too hard? Kay Inman says, when I come to a roundabout in the road, I am so scared that I am the only one who has no idea what to do. They scare me a lot. I've discussed this on the Animal Carolla show because in order to – is it Long Beach where we would perform as a roundabout on the way there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, roundabouts freak me out. There's one in Pasadena as well, a tiny one
2: um d c is built like that, so we used to drive there Gettysburg, too and i would i i was i'm never annapolis i'm never sure when my turn is and i'm i i'm a good driver right I'm never sure when my fucking turn it's is it's like
1: in getting into a double dutch jump rope thing like or getting onto an escalator people with escalator phobia like no i don't i'm afraid to get into the roundabout totally although i guess the point of a roundabout is that you don't actually have to come to a stop you can just keep driving so i appreciate i appreciate the roundabout i just just never doubt
2: i trust other drivers least in the roundabout like i know i just go and follow my lane i don't know that they know they're supposed to fucking do that
1: you if, know, if I, I were there, like I don't think that I, I would know. I don't know. <sighs>
2: yeah, I'm with you on that one.
1: But Waze does not let you down in a roundabout. Do you use the Waze app? I
2: use nothing but Waze. I
1: love Waze, yeah. except I feel like I'm the only one who's had this experience. There's a couple Waze dead zones where I go to get my taxes done. It always takes me to the wrong place. And then it like gets very – I don't know. Do you report it? Oh, no. I guess I should.
0: Yeah, because I there – I've – I've had very few problems with ways, but one of them... I'm driving a new route to Orange County now because I've been going to a different place very frequently and it was fucking me up. It would be like stay left and it was an intersection where you do stay left to get off the 5 but then whether or not you want to or you get off the 101, whether or not you want to get on to the 5 or the 60 is like a left right and it's like once you're off the 5 it's just like it doesn't tell you shit and I fucked it up twice.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. There's yeah, the same with this like it so, doesn't know. So it doesn't then, know where you are or how, so where you should go. the next time
0: I hit report and I, it's, there's like a button that's like inaccurate directions or something and I hit it and sure enough like 4 days Later, it gave me the exact right direction Boom. to that same place.
1: I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna do a practice
0: because <laughs> like three years, three forth. years
1: in a row, I've been super late, and each time, I th- even this even predated ways. I think it's just a confusing place. I think that it's what is the deal? Like it's it has this. There's a location in Glendale with the same street address, but this is not in Glendale. This is in Eagle Rock. So I think I just went to the wrong town. i It's been human error and Waze error. Although I realize in telling it, it sounds just like human error. I'm <laughs> no. going to have to do a dry run with Waze. Listen,
0: I believe you. Waze very rarely fails me, but it, it's fucked up before. Yeah. I, they're really good about fixing that shit.
1: All right. J, JD Shh. says... Uh, just me or everyone find it oddly personal to get into someone else's refrigerator, weird leftovers and half empty sodas. Yeah, I agree. You always learn a little bit about someone in their refrigerator. I like
2: looking in other people's fridges. You do. Especially if it's like people are, I'm comfortable there and they're like, yeah, go up for yourself. I like to see what they have in there. Yeah. I don't know. I'll necessarily eat everything, but yeah. Right. I like to get up in there, but it is personal to have someone else go in yours. I do feel like that's, I feel like. I guess I I, res, I should respect going in someone else's fridge more cuz I'm like somebody's in
1: my fridge right now.
2: <laughs> it's a little it's personal.
1: What kind of, what what's your what's your fridge situation like?
2: Well, right now my Donna's mom is here so it is just <laughs> it's just jam-full of everything right now from stuff that's been cooked to to uh, delivered to take out to care I mean everything right now. It is a
0: Is that is that great? That sounds awesome. <laughs> yes it is, it is great because oh, yeah. they
2: say that's the number one gift you can give uh, someone who just had a kid is food because they just they're you know says no so busy energy where, no,
1: shit.
2: no, and your delivery you bills outrageous, yeah totally, yeah, totally, totally. How
1: totally. was labor for her?
2: You know, um okay, so I actually was supposed to be on your yes. show before, yes, and we uh, they told us to be ready. She was having contractions Monday, and then um, we went in at five am, and <clears throat> they had to break her water. So, I, you know, I'm new to all of this. And, uh, there, the baby, there's, it's called merconium. The baby had gone to the bathroom and that's not good. Mm-hmm. So it means it's stressed or whatever. Um, and then the baby's heart rate just dropped. And you, the the doctor couldn't hide her concern. She was like, you know, I need people in here now. And we're, Don and I are both just looking at each other like, you're helpless. We're like, what, right. what is going to happen right now? We, uh, this is completely out of our control. And they got it fixed right away. And, um, then they induced her, I'd say, around 6 a.m., somewhere around there, 6 a.m. and still took a long time um, up until 3, and then they were like – and she she had an epidural, so she felt nothing, and we're like, oh, you're having a lot of contractions, and the nurse said, oh, you're 10 centimeters dilated. You're having this baby, and we were like, what? And they are just getting it ready, like, bang, bang, here comes a table and this and that. We're like, oh, the doctor will be here in a second. And um, she popped up through the curtain. We were like, holy shit. And she's like, no, I just happened to be walking by. And um, she's like, yeah, we're ready to go. So her mom is in the room. I'm sorry. And she's just taking, firing off pictures. You know, snap, 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 snap. snap. And the doctor's like, I kind of got to get in there and (laughs) do this thing. So I originally, our plan was for me to have the same point of view that Donna had of birth. I just kept putting the spin on it. staying up by the head. If Mother Nature doesn't want you to see it, I probably should. But then um, the doctor said, I need you to hold her leg. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) So I (laughs) was holding her leg, and I was using her thigh to, like, block it all out. And then the doctor was like, you need to roll it back. And I was like, all right. And then... It was it was awesome. It was awesome. You know, I've seen it on TV and I'm like, I don't know. You know. I'm not a queasy person, but I was like, I don't know about that, but then when you see it and it's yours, it's totally fine. And it was it was cr- and like five pushes. Once she started pushing. So labor took a while, but once she started pushing five times and right out. But then it gets scary too because you have to cut the cord, obviously it's still attached to its mother, and they need to get it over to this respiration uh respiration. Is that right? Yeah, therapist. Because if the baby swallows any of that merconium, if it cries, it'll swallow, it, and then that's bad right. for the lungs. And they gotta, so they're just taking your baby, and you know, you I cut the cord, and they're tubes, 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 and then boom, good to go, and she's been awesome ever since. Yeah, she's a cutie.
1: Good, good. And what was Donna's experience of the birth? I mean, she would already had one, but like, did she find it to be a? Oh, it must have been stressful with the merconium. It was stressful. And all
2: that. Just the thought, you know, thinking about that and what would happen. That was, but I mean, she didn't. It's it's amazing like to watch. I've never seen anything like that, but for women to be able to do this, she didn't scream. She just pushed. And I'm sitting here watching her face, and I'm like, oh, my God, she's probably going to have an aneurysm. am like, what the fuck? <laughs> and just she was so happy. And then actually, uh, now I remember you say this, the nurse took her hand and reached it around so she could feel the baby's head. And Aww. then that's when it became... I mean, like as if it wasn't real legs. enough. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's crazy. Yeah,
2: as if it wasn't real enough. She, that's when the moment was like, oh my God, the head's out. And she started crying, uh-huh. and I'm crying, and I'm holding the leg. I'm like, oh my God, I want I'm the community to cry. And I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was beautiful and amazing. And Aww. all the things everyone ever tells you it is, yeah, it was worth every second, yeah.
1: Oh, that's so sweet okay Mandy Brown says just mirror everyone if I'm forced to stop quickly in traffic I always check my rearview mirror to see if I'm going to be rear-ended oh yeah yeah and if I'm forced to stop quickly and I don't feel like the car behind me realizes it I'll pump my brakes a little so they'll see the light yeah I'm
2: scared of that too and I'm also always scared of rear-ending someone in bumper-to-bumper traffic when I sneeze or anything like that I really think ahead on that like let me back off a little bit that's one
0: of my biggest (laughs) fucking
2: fears well
1: because you sneeze like 15 times in a row yeah Yeah.
0: I have like the four or five in a row and I and they're violent and yeah that's
2: and you're in bumper to bumper traffic enough out here that it's a legitimate concern it especially really during hay fever season
0: yeah <laughs> did that haunted hay ride man i've been, been a wreck ever since <laughs> <laughs> i ran into the
2: bus today man
1: and finally abe lopez says i tell siri to call my wife the way borat would say it works almost every time I like that. I don't do that, but I appreciate that. I like that he's keeping that alive. Yeah.
3: I should
2: talk to Siri more. I I. I don't ever use Siri. I don't use it enough. I, I You know, when I get to the level where I'm frustrated, I'm like, fuck it. Close to Chick-fil-A or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is, then I want to know, yeah.
1: But does Siri ever actually produce what you ask?
2: No. It doesn't right? understand me. Mine doesn't. No. Neither does my car. My car, like...
1: You have a car you can talk to? Yeah.
2: Like, uh, I'm, it's a lease. It's a responsible lease. It's a Ford Fusion. And you're supposed to be able to press the button and say, call Allison Rosen. And it'll say, call Gary Smith. And you're like, no, that's not even fucking close to what I said. <laughs> and, then it'll, and then it'll call somebody else. It's fu- It's like the technologies that, like. It's funny to me, too, though, that... I, will complain about technology and shit, where if you had this shit in the 80s, you were like, you'd be a superhero.
1: I remember you going to Disneyland when I was a kid, had these rooms where you could use a phone by just talking into the wall. It was a yeah, speaker yeah, phone. Yeah. But this was so amazing. It was so amazing that you could just type the number into the wall and then talk into a speaker in the wall. That's how... That's how it used to be.
2: Yeah, it did, and and now you bitch about technology when you know you used to have to call someone. Original GPS was like, how do I get there from Mm -hmm. the five? And then they would tell (laughs) you, and then you go. And now you're like, my goddamn GPS won't shut up. Oh, what a problem!
1: I know. You're right. We're spoiled. Uh, but you know what else you should spoil yourself with? Dollar Shave Club. Do you know Dollar Shave Club? I do know Dollar Shave Club. It's awesome. You just subscribe and they send you razors and you avoid the hassle of going to the store and overpaying for razors and having to get the guy to open up the case if there are razors behind the little case which we have out here and perhaps you have that back there where they lock all the razors up and it's a total pain in the butt. Don't do it. You're going to need to shave. You're going to need razors with 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 a lot of regularity. So just subscribe and then forget about it and it's just a few bucks a month dollar shave com delivers great razors right to your door dollar shave club is so much smarter than going to the store their plans start at just three dollars a month you sign up once takes two minutes sit back and the blades arrive like clockwork you can shave with a fresh blade every week and by the way these are really good blades both daniel and i use them and uh we're, we're very smooth. You're very smooth. That's what people say about us. You guys, you're so smooth. And I say Dollar Shave Club. No <laughs> membership fee, no commitment. They have a money-back guarantee, so you lose nothing by trying them. So join dollarshaveclub.com. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash Rosen. Again, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash Rosen. Ryan Sickler. This has been delightful having you on my show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed every second of this.
1: Thank you so much for being on. And tell everyone where they can go to find you and what they should be listening to and looking for, et cetera.
2: Great. Um, on Twitter, I'm Ryan Sickler, S-I-C-K-L-E-R, ryansickler.com, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And uh, my podcast is called The Crab Feast. You can check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, uh we always tell them Zoom if you're still holding on to your Zoom. <laughs> and uh, the website's the crabfeast.com. Comes out every Tuesday. And At we would love to have you on. I would love to be on. All right. We would love it.
1: Perfect. Excellent. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You need that. You can get it by searching, hey, go fuck yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. We have two special bonus episodes available recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. The first one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. The second one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and much of the Thursday gang. And those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. Thank you so much for all your support. Um, um, I love it. And uh, I appreciate it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. Kalen, so young and yet still no social media presence. You're going to have to cave in one day.
2: Mm, not sure about that.
1: Someday you will. We'll see. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive.
0: He's,
1: he's It's impressive. holding his ground. We'll see. Someone's going to break.
0: Matt sent a tweet on my behalf the other day.
1: He did? From his account? Yeah. You're co-opting other people's accounts? Wait,
0: what? I said something, and he was like, if you had a Twitter, that would be your first tweet. What never was mind, it? Never mind, I'm just going to send it for you. I said that in and out is like the breaking bad of food. Uh, I can never get sick of it, and I'm always just as excited the next time I have it.
1: Play the thing, even though we only ever play it on Thursday. That,
0: that was Kalen's Corner.
1: Corner. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was Kalen's Corner. Hello. Yay! Yay! <clears throat> Ryan, you asked earlier who did my theme song, and I said it was the super talented Tom Rapp, who goes by the name Trap Dog. I should point out. He did not do that one. That was in house.
2: That was done in house. Yeah. <laughs> well, in house team and trap dog. Well done. Thank well done. you. Yeah. All
1: right. Thank you again for doing the show. I,
2: I, again, thank you for having me. I loved it.
1: And listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do
3: you know my.
1: Now that the show's over, don't forget to check out Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. Go to BlueApron.com and see what's on the menu this week. To get your first two meals free, make sure you go to BlueApron.com slash Allison. That's BlueApron.com slash Allison.